Good morning, everyone. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to start with this um, blog or, I don't know, video cast. I don't know that it'd be video, but, um, you know, ran into a few snares and had to adjust them. So now we are off and running. Um, I wanted to start off with um, telling a little bit about myself and that's how I start the study off called My Beloved Daughters. Uh, <clears throat> so let me start off by telling you, like I said, a little bit about myself, how I arrived at the place where I finally decided that I needed God more than anyone or anything else in my life. In my family, there are five of us total. I am the second oldest, firstborn daughter to my parents. And all too often, I fell through the cracks. And I learned to live with being invisible, at least to the adults in my life. My parents separated by the time I believe I was eight years old and were divorced by the time I was at least ten, could be a little bit older. My father was non-existent, and for the most part, uh, after that, uh, I remember hearing many phone calls by my mom to him, begging him to come and visit, or to take us for a weekend or a holiday, or just to give her a break. And, unfortunately, it only happened when he could find the time. <clears throat> Needless to say, that told me, at a very young age, that I wasn't important to him. Because of this feeling, I have chased being loved my whole life. Not just from men, but from women too. In the chaos of it all, it began molestation by other men and women. I learned to be pretty self-sufficient because I couldn't count on any of the adults in my life to give me the care I needed. My mom was so overwhelmed with having to raise five kids on her own that I became invisible because I was pretty self-sufficient. However... I also became the one my mom leaned on the most to care for my younger siblings. I felt abandoned by my dad. I was molested by family members, church leaders, men from different parts of my life. And unfortunately, there were some females who should have protected me, but chose to either ignore the signs of the abuse, as well as those who actually participated in it in one form or another. With most of my childhood scarred by abuse of some sort, i.e. physical, emotional, sexual, or mental, um, <clears throat> my view of love was jaded, to say the least. I was angry, bitter, depressed, and anxious. I thought about suicide daily. I never quite fit in with anyone at school, church. I always felt like an outsider, like I didn't belong, but mostly invisible. Even now, in my adult years, I still feel like I am on the outside looking in. So, one day, tired of the superpower I call invisibility, I decided to ask God to show me what love was. What His idea of love looked like. Since then, I have been on a journey for at least the last five years, if not longer, to prove to myself, once and for all, one way or another, that God's love is what he says it is. And with that, we start. I was raised in church, but I was so angry at God. 
I wanted so desperately to believe what the Bible said. I wanted to believe that God loved me, that I was important to him. But I didn't have anyone to direct or lead me spiritually, literally, even to the extent I desperately needed. Nor did I know how to voice this without letting the world know my secret. I felt like there was a ceiling that I kept hitting. And my heart always felt like there was so much more that I was missing that I couldn't see in my anger at God for all of the things that happened to me in my childhood and teen years. I rebelled. I ran as far as I could think to run. I wanted so desperately to understand how a God who says he loves me to his own death could allow the things that happened to me and still say he loves me. The Bible is full of verses that speak about how God loves me. John 3, 16, Psalms 86, 13, Romans 5, 8, to name a few. But in real life, I felt left out. Like I wasn't the one he was talking about. I wasn't good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, nor could I work hard enough. I didn't deserve to be loved. My heart ached for so many years of my life to be truly loved to really know what love is. I looked in all the wrong places and surprise, none of them worked out like I wanted and hoped they would. But even in my running from God, I was still so drawn to him. I remember thinking at one point, okay, God, you say you love me just as I am. So if you do prove it, my next thought kind of panicked was, did I dare be that bold and say to you, show me? And then immediately thought, eesh, was I brave enough to take this walk with him, allowing him to prove to me once and for all that his word is truth. His word says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made in Psalms 139.14. But what does that mean? Like really mean? Maybe it means that I am made precisely how I'm supposed to be made. And in that, there is true beauty. I don't know. But I honestly believe that there are so many layers to everything the Bible says. My heart aches to not only know God deeper, but to also feel known by God. My heart deeply desires for a love like I have never known I'm tired of superficial friendships and relationships. I'm tired of doing all the chasing, pursuing friendships and family relationships. In this time of life, it seems everyone is too busy. They overschedule themselves. They overschedule their children. They sign up to volunteer for church, school events, work parties, team parties, family events. To the... They exhaust themselves with to-do lists, and no one has time for relationships. This also adds to the lie that I've heard my whole life. I don't fit in anywhere. Everyone is so busy in life, they have forgotten the importance of relationships, taking time for others. There have been many women that I have reached out to, to meet with them, get to know each other, and the one thing that I have noticed the most, especially with Christian women, they are always too busy to make a new friend. It seems to me that what they think they are doing 
is building relationships, but in actuality, all they are building are walls. Walls that keep the ones that fit their idea of what a friend looks like in and keep everyone else, including God, out. I have watched these women from the outside intently. They are tired, lonely, separated, desperate to have intimate relationships, but have no time and no idea how to do it. I know this because I have watched those women from the outside my whole life. My deepest heart's desire is to have a place, a little coffee shop that only serves coffee, tea, cake, and pie. But most of all, relationships. God is all about relationships. We were created for relationships. How is it in a world full of people there are so many lonely, depressed men and women who in a crisis have no one they would call? How is it that I have so many friends in social media, but none that I feel I could reach out to in an emergency or crisis that I knew if I called, they would answer? How is it that I come to church to get filled and leave feeling so empty and lonely? I know I'm not the only one. I know there are so many more like me. In order to learn how to be a friend, how to love others, we have to learn how God loves us so that in turn we can love others with a deeper love. We will see the ones hurting and be that friend they need because we have that friend in Jesus. I decided at that point to ask God what it looks like to be pursued by him, what it means to be truly loved and known by him, to be secure in the knowledge that his word is truth. And yes, that means that where and when he says he loves me, that is his truth about me. My hope is in learning this, that I can teach other women how to first build a relationship with God and second, build relationships, healthy relationships with other women. I feel we need to start with Psalms 139.14, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. This is David speaking what he knows to be true about God. David had an intimate relationship with God. But this is not just true for David. It is true for everyone. We can have that same intimate relationship with God if we want. Also, if I am one of his works, why don't I see that when I look at myself in the mirror? I want to know the same intimacy with God. How does this happen? How do I learn how to truly, how truly God loves me? why he loves me, and how he loves me. These are the very pertinent questions I hope to answer for you and myself through this study. And I'll go on just a little bit more about myself, and the next week we will start with the first chapter in Song of Songs or Song of Solomon. But here's a little bit more personal insight into how my mind works I don't handle because I said so well at all. I have never been one who accepted something just because someone else said it. I was the why child. 
every household has one. You know, that one person that asks why, pushes limits, and tests limitations until that why answer is complete in them. I grew up with my mom always telling me and my siblings, good enough is never good enough. In other words, do not settle for good enough in life. You need to work, look, strive for the best, and don't stop until your question has been answered. God's word even tells us this in Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. With God, there is usually an action that we must do in order to receive. Yes, he knows our needs. However, if we don't ask, we don't receive. I feel this with my whole being. Just going to church once a week isn't enough for me anymore. I need more. I need to dig into his word, asking him to speak to me through his word in my dreams, in my prayers, and my devotion time. In my learning how to do that, asking God for answers to my why questions. On a weekend away with my husband, my heart became burdened with a need to write a simple study for women. And with that, I believe God directed me to Song of Songs, also known as Song of Solomon. I believe that this is a love letter from God to his daughters, especially those who don't have the daddy-daughter relationship our hearts desired as young girls. Those of us who felt abandoned, abused, neglected, dismissed, and forgotten by our earthly fathers. Ladies, I want you to hear something clearer than you've ever heard anything before in your life. God has never abandoned or abused us, never neglected, dismissed, or forgotten any of us. We are his darling daughters. I believe he desires us more because we are broken, damaged, because our hearts crave to be loved and accepted by the one who created us, but feel so far from desirable and lovable. Those that live or have lived with shame, anxiety, fear, and constant disappointment, we are the one out of the 99 that he has set out to find, to recapture our hearts and restore us to his family. He wants to bring us into the inner circle so that we are no longer standing on the outside looking in. I'm going to do my best to break down the Song of Solomon. And I believe this is the love story for women today. Women who have not had good examples of love in their lives. The father-daughter relationship is tainted, damaged, or non-existent. And in that brokenness... So is the idea of what a relationship with God looks like, who he is, how he loves us, or even on a more daily personal level, what a healthy relationship looks like. And next week we will start off with breaking down Song of Solomon. I hope I have listeners next week. I hope you enjoy this. I've never done a um, recorded message before and... Just let me know what you think. 
um, I believe you can message me through it. It should have my email attached. And if you have any questions or if you want to um, get it directly, I believe you can sign up through it. May you have a blessed day, a blessed week, and I hope that this message blesses each and every one of you. See you next week.